Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah What's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. And I'm Lee. And today, we are back in Ephesians. We are in chapter 4, verse 25 through the 32. Um, We're going to get through this, Lord willing. And on the chapter 5, once we get to chapter 5, Lee, do you want to go ahead and uh, let them know what the next upcoming series is and what they can expect? Um, what we're looking into diving into. Yeah, the long-awaited, long-teased, a little bit discussed uh, youth ministry series that we've been talking about. Uh, That's going to be coming up when we finish this chapter. Um, We've been um, talking about it for a long time, considering it, and we think it's a topic that uh, needs to be discussed maybe a little bit more. Um, There's folks out there who disparage youth ministry, there's a lot of people who uh, complain that it's not done well, and we're going to talk about what the Bible says about how we treat uh, and teach and inform young people, uh, and and maybe uh, throw some ideas out there of, of how the church can do that in a better, more biblical way. Exactly, yeah. We're definitely going to be diving into that uh, in a more deeper aspect, Um, um for you guys. We've really been studying. We've been learning a lot about it and we've been just researching and researching and tallying up the numbers and really crunching it with other pastors and youth ministers around um, the United States that we've been in discussion with. And we've really been taking in their feedback and we really want to get it out to you guys. So I hope you guys are looking forward to it as much as we are. And I, I can't wait to start that series, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, chapter 4, 25 through 32. Um, Lee, if you want to go ahead and read, and sure. uh, let's go ahead and dive in. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption." 
Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Here ends the reading. Right on, right on. So, right here, Wowzers. we yeah, we have we have a lot that Paul is unpacking right here at verse twenty-five with the therefore, and then all of a sudden he's laying it out and he's just slamming it to him. Um, but this is also the the climax of what was the buildup in verse twenty through twenty-four um, of what Paul was stating, where he starts with the but you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him have been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus, that I, in reference, you, former ma- your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which, in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and in holiness of the truth. This is a this is Paul thrusting his his point forward, and then he's laying it down with the hammer at, therefore, laying aside the falsehood, speak truth with each other. One, and I mean, he is basically just saying, look, here it is. Boom. It's Paul putting putting the indicatives before the imperatives, too. Exactly. Like before, exactly. before he tells you how you should live, we've got to learn about who God is, and what he's called us to be before we can start giving the thou shouts. Yes, yes, before he's uh, slamming the rebuke. Well, I was interested in in verse 25 where he obviously, you know, one of the nice things about the NASB is in the New Testament where it lays out Old Testament references in a different font or a different type. Um, Right. So we have a reference uh, where he says, Speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, a reference to Zechariah 8 here. Um, Zechariah eight sixteen. I wanted to just read that. Um, Go ahead. These are the things which you should do. Speak the truth to one another. Judge with truth and judgment for peace in your gates. Um, again, it's the, he's not giving a new commandment. You know, this this is in Christ, we're getting the fulfillment of how to live righteously uh, according to the Old Testament. So Jesus Jesus fulfilled all of that. He he grants us the righteousness that we would not have on our own by living the law. But now Paul has full freedom to bring that teaching from the Old Testament to New Covenant believers because now uh, we don't have the punishment of the law against us if we aren't peaceful, and it's the only way that we can speak truth with one another and promote peace. Right. We've been reconciled right. to Christ, so now we can live um, We can live in this righteous way that we've been called to live. Right, exactly, exactly. But but Paul's and, not just pulling this out of out of his hat, you know, this is, right. this is Old Testament. This is the, ho- the holiness code that, that God has, has laid out in the past, applied um, after the law has been killed. <laughs> exactly. Pulling this up real quick. Um, Psalm 4-4 for verse 26 here. Yeah. um, In Psalm 44, David speaks on... It it goes with reference to verse 26. Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. 
In Psalm 4, 4, he says, Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent, Salah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, Who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have in their grain and their wine abound. In peace I will be... In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. These are, I mean, Paul is alluding, making references, Old Testament lingo, that the Jews would have this, okay, I've heard this before, I understand, when he is expounding upon these certain things that he's bringing up in his, in his his argument um this is this is stuff that they would look back and go you're right i know exactly what he's talking about and we should have that same same per- perception as we read the scriptures we should be able to say yeah this this does coordinate with what's said back here in um zachariah uh, or or psalms or Ecclesiastes, or, I mean, it just goes on and on. Where Where is he pulling these from, and where is he trying to make reference um, and ground his statements in truth? And that is exactly what he's doing. Um, as we move into verse 28, He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands, what is good, so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. What do you have with twenty-eight at all? Well, I, I you know, it's it's turning the um, the prohibition into um, an exhortation. So, no, the thief shouldn't steal anymore. You know, okay, don't break that commandment. Um, but instead of just not stealing, you actually need to go and work and work enough so that you support yourself, your own family, and also uh, to have something to give uh, to others in time of need. So the thief must, uh, uh, having been reconciled uh, to God in Christ, the thief must go not just uh, from not stealing anymore, not committing that sin, but actually working hard to be a giver. Yeah, 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 to, to contribute. Um, yeah. Again, like you know, we speak truth. We speak truth each one to to his neighbor because we're members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, uh, which gives the devil an opportunity to what? An opportunity to make us lash out at those around us. So this is still in this kind of love God and love your neighbor paradigm. We're seeing here that the thief must give up the sin of stealing a sin against God and against neighbor. And what does he do in his life of holiness? He not only loves God, but he loves his neighbor by becoming productive and having extra so that he may give to his neighbor when he's in need. So this is right. the, the complete, um, it's a picture of repentance, you know, and repentance actually meaning to turn the opposite direction of your sin. So if you are a thief, you're a sinful taker, you, when you're repenting, God is making you into a righteous giver. Boom. That makes and he's sense. also 
also really highlighting on one of the greatest commandments that Jesus references in Matthew, uh, love thy neighbor with, as you would love yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this really correlates with a lot of that. Absolutely. I, I um, that's, a, that's a good insistence to have for Christians is that we're to love our God and love our neighbor. Yes. And sometimes we, that's how our neighbors see how, how Christians love God, uh, in how we show love to others. Boom. Money. It's a great opportunity to evangelize. Exactly, exactly. 29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let's Ooh. let's uh let's meditate on that. Unwholesome words. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. That's a tough subject for I think for a Ooh. lot of people. Just um, about. Do you yeah, think that everybody. do you think that's a, a particular prohibition against a particular set of words or d- <clears throat> does that pertain more to the attitude of the heart? When it comes to oh. what talk is unwholesome. You know, I don't really, I can't, I guess I can't say what words back then in that day and time and in that area were considered to be unwholesome. Kind of like today's speech mm-hmm. um, where cursing and slander are a lot different than they were back then. Um, they have evolved in the English dialect, you know, um, as sociologists, they'll say, yeah, it's developed through society and how it's developed in its culture, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I I think that's, that's why I tend to fall on the side of the argument that says that it's not necessarily about a particular set of words, but the, the heart's attitude. The heart's action. Yeah. And because the, you know, Man's nature hasn't changed, even though our cultures that we live in have changed, our times have changed, our methods of speaking with each other, our languages are different, right? All these things are different, all these vocabularies are different, but there's always language that is used sinfully. Yeah, 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 and I think the heart only speaks one language, yeah, and it's sin. Yeah, and it's sin. Exactly. Yeah, it's, I'm glad glad you picked it up. But I think you could I think you could use a word that isn't an actual a rude word or a curse word or or whatever gross word or something like that. You can use that word with sinful intent in your heart, and it be more of a curse word than the foulest curse word that you wouldn't be able to say on broadcast television. Oh yeah, because I, of I that totally heart agree. attitude. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's all development in the heart and the mind, and the heart is what is the most evil thing to man. You know, it's when you think about when you think about this verse, and I have I've had to think about this quite a bit for myself. You know, so Paul says in in verse twenty nine, you know, so don't let a wholesome word proceed from your mouth. Only such a word as is good for edification, isn't it? I, in myself. It's interesting that the words that um, I'm tempted that I'm tempted to to say or think in my head or you know shout in the car when I'm having road rage are words that 
are denigrating other people. Yes. Have you and ever noticed edification, that? Edification is the last thing on my mind during oh, certain situations. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, you are such a good person. <laughs> oh, I love Edification you. is hard. It's really it hard. Is, it's a very hard trait to... And it's to contrary this, to sinful nature because we want to destroy people. Exactly. You want to break them down, you know, and to do the opposite. It's very against what you're used to doing. It's a gift from God. Yes. That it but is. It, it, that it, it makes is. me, you know, it makes me disappointed in myself when, you know, I have been as, as a person who's been forgiven by God and um, redeemed, you know, regenerated, you know, let's put all the words on it for a saved person. And then I would choose to use words um, or use, you know, think of words in my head to cut down other people and make myself feel bigger than them. Um, right. It's so sickening. It's disgusting. And it's got to be the work of the Holy Spirit reminding me that, you know, I'm I'm getting too big for my britches here, or right. you know, the, the old man is is creeping out and trying to gain mastery over other people. Right, and I you think know, that's, that's where pride creeps in on man. Yeah, hundred percent. The, the prideful heart. Yeah, and uh, but instead we need to we need to give grace to those that we have the opportunity to speak to, like it says at the end of verse twenty nine. Yeah, exactly. Now, on on thirty. As we get into, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. This is Ooh. a text. I was like, mm, let's talk I, about. Let's this. talk about this. I like this. So we're. He's saying, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Why is he saying, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God? What What is he implying here? What is the takeaway? Okay, so here's here's my sloppy attempt to to encapsulate this idea um the holy spirit is living and at work in the hearts and lives of believers right that's what we believe you know that's what he's been sent to do um when we uh in our sin um deny the the works of uh of sanctification that we are called to do, you know, as Ephesians 2.10 says, you know, there there are works that we've been called to do. When we um, deny his calling in our heart to, to do a certain thing or not to do a certain thing, uh, I believe we do grieve the Holy Spirit. Um, we are, um, in, in the course of our sanctification, we, we stumble and fall, sometimes, you know, willingly, sometimes we purpose to set out to to uh, to disobey because we are sinners at the same time justified and sinful um and it's it's a it's it's a dangerous and scary thing to um to disobey um right so i i see this as as a call to obedience uh, right when we when we obey we're glorifying we're glorifying our god um by listening to the the, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, um, we live in a righteous way and we give glory. We look to Christ, uh, who is our propitiation for our sins. We're thankful to God, uh, who adopted us. And when we sin, we cease to give glory. Um, 
and it's only in our repentance of those sins that we <laughs> that we actually glorify God. Right. So that was a sloppy way of answering that. How would you say? I think I would agree exactly exactly what you said. I, I have no honestly I don't have any disagreements. Whew. I'm relieved. <laughs> it's just it obedience is too important. Yes, and I like his language here where he says, by whom you were sealed like a letter, you were mm-hmm. sealed, like stamped, you have been... His, um, the, God's mark is on you. You've been branded, you know? Right. Like, uh, he is, he's trying to put, and I think we, we use these, um, the wax seal uh, for mm-hmm. our letters that we write. Oh, um, yeah. Some lists. We, we write some of our listeners and uh, um, people in our church and congregation, and we like to put the wax seal and stamp and oh, yeah. stuff on there. Just kind of like an old rustic kind of it's kind cool. of feel. People Classic. really love it. I love it. But yeah, he is, he's envisioning, he's putting this visionary illustration of being sealed, and you have been sealed, and there is no getting out of this you know mm-hmm. because you've been set aside for the day of redemption and no one can remove you from that and i find that just fascinating um the, well and just you know, the language I, right here yeah the ceiling takes me back to the uh um to jesus discourse about taxes where he says uh render to caesar what caesar's into god what's what's god's give your money to Caesar, it has his picture on it, but don't give your soul to Caesar, give your soul, your your life, your obedience, your devotion to God. His seal is on you. Don't yeah. just don't just give your tithe and think that's enough. Give Caesar his his taxes. Give God your heart. And I think that's that kind of lies behind this verse here you've been sealed you know your your heart is marked territory for god he's the savior of your soul so don't don't grieve him be obedient and and let him help your soul (laughs) you know don't resist let him let him heal you you know and so in verse 31 he says you let all bitterness wrath anger clamor and slander be put away from you you know why would you even want to hold on to those things but we do, you know, we cling to bitterness a lot. Yeah. Um, wrath and anger, clamor. I, I'm I'm reading clamor as in like wanting to be confrontational with people. It, would that be the right application for that word? Yeah. Looking, looking for a fight, looking for a disagreement. Yes, kind of like... Um we find this with our cage stage Calvinists, you know. Um, they're just, they're just, they're just itching to get out there and just start, start battles. And it's like, look, you're, you're one man. You're not going to win any battles. So uh, just get back in line and. Yeah, it, I, it, I would, I would totally so agree. F- it's so freeing to, to really, to truly, to let go of those things. Like obeying this really does. It's good. It's good for you. Um, it's hard to live under the weight of bitterness 
or anger, you know, having a chip on your shoulder, um, the desperation to talk other people down to other people, which is the heart of slander. You're just cutting people down with your words behind their back and uh, denigrating their reputations. Um, it is so good to be free of those things, but again, it's in our sinful nature to act on those impulses, these destructive yeah. and self-destructive behaviors. They're not fitting for the man or woman of God at all. And they counter the gospel. Like Those are things that are contradictory to the gospel hope. I was uh, reading Matthew Henry's commentary on this this verse here in oh, 30. Matthew Henry. And uh, trying to see what what his kind of outtake is on on this verse specifically, and how he leads into verse thirty one and thirty two. Um, let's see, and I and I think he, I think we're you are on the right. You're you're dead dead center on this. Um, from what from what I'm reading. I think you and Matt have the same kind of outlook. Um, you guys came to the same kind of conclusion. Um, he says, by looking <laughs> to what precedes <laughs> and to what follows, we may see what it is that grieves the Spirit of God. In the previous verses, it is intimate, intimated, intimated, yeah, intimated, yeah, yep. whatever. That's a word. That's a word. <laughs> that all lewdness and filthiness, lying and corrupt communications that stir up filthy appetite and lust grieve the Spirit of God. And what follows, it is intimated, no idea what that word is, but um, that those corrupt passions of bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking and malice grieve this good spirit by this we are not to understand that this blessed being could be properly be grieved or vexed as we are, but the design of the exhortation is that we act not towards him in such a manner as is wont to be grievous and disquieting to our fellow creatures. We must not do that which is contrary to his holy nature and his will, we must not refuse to hearken to his counsel, nor rebel against his government, which things would provoke him to act towards us as men are wont to do towards those with whom they are displeased and grieved, withdrawing themselves and their wanted, wanted kindness from such, and abandoning them and to their enemies. Wow. Yep. Um, he goes on and he says, Owe not the blessed Spirit of God to withdraw his presence and his gracious influence from you. It is good reason why we should not grieve him. No, it's like you're kidding. daring him to do yeah. to you what you do to other people. Oh, my word. I felt like that was uh, my interpretation of uh, Matthew Henry right there. I feel like he'd have like that real deep kind of Sylvester Stallone type Rambo voice, you know, as he's up there preaching from the pulpit, you know, just really. Sure, I can hang with that. Yeah, you know what I mean? If That's we awesome. could get Sylvester Stallone on here to just read his commentary, that'd be great. <laughs> if you're out there listening. Slowly so we can understand him. 
Yes, please. Please come on. <laughs> or you know the guy from Taken? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Liam be... Neeson. Oh, yeah, Liam yeah, Neeson. that'd be the bomb. Yes. He In his actual Irish stories. accent. Yeah. That would be the best. Just, just go ahead and just do me a whole Bible reading and just read to me. <laughs> uh, we so we've got one more verse to go and we will have reached the goal of that, finishing verse four. that we do and we be this kind is to one another verse. be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving each other just as god and christ also has forgiven you i'm pretty sure christ told us this too yeah Almost, you almost positive, in case you forgot. <laughs> but uh, which we have, we're so forgetful. Very. We have to. We have to hear the gospel constantly. Because over we forget. and over. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this this verse pretty much explains itself. And uh, and it's a hard saying, you know. It's hard to be kind. It's hard to be tender-hearted. Uh, it's hard to forgive. It's so hard to forgive. But we're called to do that, not only because, well, just like it says here, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you, and by the work of the Holy Spirit, we now have the power to truly forgive, exactly. not just to make it water under the bridge and just forget about it, but actually to to reconcile. It's a, it's a, that's That's like spiritual power right there <laughs> boom you, you don't have to like throw a handkerchief on somebody and knock them over you know right real exactly. spiritual power is is actual forgiveness <laughs> that's the yes. good stuff that it is that it is <laughs> and you don't you don't sell tickets to see that so what do we sell tickets to dude it would be amazing to sell sell tickets to do a live taping of this show <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately you're getting the free version people so <laughs> and be glad, be glad. Uh, you know actually i've had some comments from people saying that we should just we should live stream the recording of the episodes and stuff and i i haven't had the heart to say it but i'm like I have to edit these things to so that it's actually coherent. I'm not sure that we want to live stream this thing you don't, raw. You don't want to. You don't want to see my face. I'm in my PJs. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, the glasses I have on right now are not very fashionable, and it would not yeah. be good to have those on. Trust camera. me, I got a Barbie Dream House standing behind me. You don't want to see this. <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you like it's Barbie some weird Dream House. Ironic modern know. art there. Yeah. Hey, I um I have a quick um shout out slash correction to a shout out I need to give. Um, so on the last episode, uh, last episode I shouted out uh, Lord's Day Frog memes. Um, who he's been doing a, a binge listen through our catalog, and uh, I made the mistake of referencing a T-shirt, not realizing that there are more than one. <laughs> Lord's Day Frog oh, Moon page, you know we we are we live under so many kindnesses from God. There are multiple Lord's Day Frog memes, and or meme makers, I should say. And, Is there uh, really? Yeah, the T-shirt I have that I've worn to church before, actually on the Lord's Day, uh, is from a different meme page. So 
our 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 Lord's Day frog meme buddy who's been listening, um, he uh, does not have merch, but he will one day, and I can't wait to help him push his merch. But uh, I did want to retract that. I had no idea that they were two separate pages, and uh, Lord's Day frog memes, you're our favorite. <laughs> wow, you're my favorite. Wait. Anyway. Way to drop the ball there, Lee. <sighs> it's hard out here, man. It's hard out here, Ben. <laughs> this, this. So yeah, I I promised him I would give I would give a good retraction, and so, um, big big That's fan so of the funny. memes. Still gonna post the memes, but he doesn't have t-shirts yet. <laughs> That's <laughs> something I would do. Oh man. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Not my but. shining hour. That's awesome. We are guys with Bibles. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, just look up Guys with Bibles and click add or subscribe or whatever you do. Um, Twitter us, you know, whatever that is. Tweet. Yeah. You know, you'll be hitting up Lee. Um, send us an email at guyswbibles at gmail.com. Um, we will get back with you as pretty much right then that day um, if you send us an email. Um, it comes directly to both of our phones. Um, we get, Boom. we're able to see it, and we'll get right back with you. Um, you can also hit us up on Facebook. Um, I'm pretty sure I already said this, but anyways, you can join the group. That um, we have a discussional uh, group page, and we also have a podcast group page that is strictly de- designed just for the podcast. Um, also, head on over to. Uh, the Bar Network. You can check out some of our merch. Um, also, check out the Bar Network, the Bar Podcast. Great, great podcast on that network. Um, we work with some great people, some real fun individuals, and they they have a love and passion to share the gospel. And I think y'all would enjoy their podcast. Check them out. Um, Lee, am I missing anything or? Uh, use your free will to choose the podcatcher uh, that you'd like to use. Subscribe to our podcast. And if you go to the link in the show notes to the Bar Network website, that'll give you the full roster of Bar Network podcasts, which uh, a couple new podcasts have been added recently. So you should go and subscribe to Women's Hope Podcast and the Open Hearts Podcast. Those are two lady-focused podcasts uh, joining the network, which is fantastic. Um, but yes, uh, subscribe to the ladies out there. Leave a, leave a review. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Ladies need podcasts too. And these are, these really are a powerhouse podcasts. Yeah. Uh, the latest, the, the latest episode of open hearts is actually a, uh, discussion with, uh, Brooke, the host of open hearts with the two ladies who host the women's hope podcast. So you're kind of getting a two for one deal. If you go over to subscribe to the open hearts podcast. So um, good, good stuff happening there. Um, really excited to be part of the network. Uh, just yeah, Scott, you hit all the social media correctly. Um, come fight with me on Twitter. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Oh Lord. Yeah. I don't have Twitter. You won't catch me there. Be glad. Catch me outside. How about that? (laughs) But anyways, we are Guys With Bibles, and we look forward to talking with you next time. 
and riding with you on your commute to work. And we will see you later. No, you won't. Guys, Bibles, and we're out. Don't you tell me that.